Unbound Theatre presents The Chronicles of Professor Chronomier, The Tudor Assassin. Written by Dario Knight and performed by Erica Sanderson. Chapter 11 The Dawn When the orange and pink hues of dawn fell upon London, the professor was sat on a wharf on the river. She watched as the slither of sun rose above the horizon, diffusing light on a world robbed of the wonder that had enthralled her when she first arrived in it. The Thames was full of ships. Trading vessels and passenger boats lined both banks. Even in the early hours there were ships under sail starting their journey towards the coast, passing other craft sitting low in the water, their holds full of trade commodities. Footsteps padded on the wooden planks of the wharf and stopped behind her. She didn't need to look back. Morning, Astrid. Sleep well? A bit, once the watch had left. The long, inevitable round of questions had unfolded when the night watchman arrived at the tavern, escorting the hysterical Mistress Bradley. The professor had sat prone beside Marlowe's body, whilst Astrid spun them a story about her having arrived in London from Oxford, where she served the masters of the university. Content that the attack was perpetrated by a rogue now fled from the scene, Marlowe's body had been taken to one of the rooms above stairs, ready to be examined in the light of day by the Justice of the Peace. Astrid had stayed to help tidy up the broken glass, and the Professor had left, promising to return in the morning. So, what do we do now? Astrid asked, looking down at the Professor, who remained still. Kit, uh, Marlowe, said that we had to stop the play being performed for the Queen. We need to get into the Royal Court. How do we do that? I don't know, Astrid, the professor snapped in sudden anger, then scrunched her eyes closed and lowered her head. I'm sorry, she whispered. Astrid sat down beside her. We'll put it right. We can't, Astrid. History has been changed. Christopher Marlowe died in a house in Deptford, not in an alehouse in the middle of London. It was broad daylight, not midnight, and there were witnesses. Who killed him? Originally, I mean, a man called Ingram Fraser. Marlowe called the creature Fraser. The wraith must have found him when it... when we arrived. Skinned him alive by the look of it. Astrid's stomach turned, but she swallowed hard. But Fraser didn't die, from what you know. Not in 1593, no. But there we are. History has been rewritten. And if I'd never come here... Don't start with that. You weren't to know, were you? You can't not do something because of what might happen or not happen, depending on whether you do it or not, can you? Did that make any sense to you before you said it? Sort of. Yes, I think. She smiled, and with the dawn light burning steadily brighter, the professor smiled too. So, come on, Improf. Where do we go now? After the wraith? We've no way of tracing it. But Marlowe was convinced it was after the Queen, and this play is its way of finding her. What's it want with her, then? It killed Marlowe because it knew it was changing history. You saw it after it stabbed him. Shining like an angel it was. Or the devil, I suppose. I think the wraith feeds on disruptions to established history. When I first met it, them, I should say, they were outside of the vortex, in the non-space outside of time. Eh? They are not from our world. Well, I could have told you that. 
The professor looked at the horizon and the ascending sun rising above the river. We need light and water to live. The wraith need, I don't know, some form of energy, surely. Something they get from this non-space place. What could be there for them? In theory, nothing. But then, in theory, they oughtn't to exist there either. It's said they feed on chaos. So perhaps, perhaps changing things gives them that energy. Because if they end a life before its time, what happens to all the days that they can't live? They cease to happen. Well, that can't be right. We're here today. Uh, Not for us. For the person they kill. All of their days come to dust. To nothing. Non-time, just like non-space. It only got Marlow a few hours before his time was due. What good was that? Petty pride. It tried earlier and we foiled it. But the Queen? Blimey, it's going to offer a match. Well, she doesn't die for another... The Professor glanced at Astrid's inquisitive face. Never you mind, but it's not for some time. Why didn't it go for her right away then? And why not you or me? Maybe our lives don't matter to it. Marlowe was a famous playwright. His death is, was, will be talked about for centuries. And Elizabeth I lived one of the most significant lives in all of history. The bigger the life, the greater the chaos were it to be tampered with. All the things she's meant to do altered. All the consequences of her actions changed. It would be monumental. The professor clambered to her feet as the sheer enormity of the wraith's power stretched out before her. So what do we do, Prof? Find her and save her. It all centres on this play being performed at court. Why that? Why not just kill her in her bed? You really are most macabre at times, Astrid. And I don't know why it has to be the play. You're right, it does seem terribly incongruous. Still, if that's where it's headed, we need to get there first. Come on, to the Palace of Whitehall. The professor turned on her heel and strode away. The Chronicles of Professor Chronomio, an Unbound Theatre production. The Tudor Assassin was written by Dario Knight. It was performed by Erica Sanderson with music by Kevin MacLeod.